Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the Save the Kids podcast. I'm Nate Webb, and I'm super excited for our episode today for our guest. So our guest today, in a career spanning of 20 years as a marketing executive, Bill Brady has owned two marketing agencies serving global brands like Google and HP and Netflix and Sony and Pepsi. But since 2018, he has pivoted to providing children with healthier solutions for using technology. And most recently, he co-founded Trumi Wireless, a mobile phone company designed for children and serves as the company's CEO. So welcome, welcome, Bill, to the show. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, thank you. So great to be with you. I am so excited. So first off, how the heck are you, dude? Where are you coming at us from? Uh, So you're going to pick up on a Canadian accent. I'm originally from Canada, but uh, I've been in Utah for longer than I ever lived in Canada. So I'm, I guess I'm a Utah now. <laughs> it's just those, those shaping years, right? You get the, yeah, I'm one of the, so I'm a high school counselor as well. And um, one of our counselors, she grew up in Minnesota and you hear uh-huh. the, the bag, the tag, the old, the, I'm like, <laughs> yep, that's, that is layering it on there. But so Dude, I'm first of all so happy to have you on the show because it's refreshing to see more and more kid-friendly companies coming out of the world woodwork. You know, we got Gab, we got Pinwheel, now we got Trumi. Now tell us a little bit about Trumi and how you got involved in this industry because you are working with some pretty big fishes. I mean, Netflix and Google, and I mean, those are giants in the internet world. What made you pivot? And how did you get into this industry with helping kids to where you started Trumi? Yeah. So, like you said, I've spent 20 years, you know, the first 20 years of my career, I was an agency executive and uh, loved a lot of parts of the work. I was big into brand development and targeting and positioning and messaging. And it was, it was certainly fun. There were moments of exhilaration working with some of those cool companies, um, going out to Google every couple months and, and meeting with people there. That was no question. That was a fun experience. But it never really lit me up, like deep down inside. Um, and anyone who's been one of my coworkers in the past will mm-hmm. tell you just this constant mantra of what are we really doing here? And in my whole career, I've searched for something where I could build a successful company, but also do some good right. and, uh, and really make a difference, have some impact. And, um, you know, after the first 20 years in the agency world, I just kind of got realizing it's time for me to make a shift and do some of the things I want to do before my career, you know, before it's too late, before it's too late, right. before I'm too old to make a change. <laughs> Man. And so, so in 2018, you shifted away from that marketing world and you focused more on providing children with healthier solutions. So what got you to true me? Cause I know, I mean, marketing's cool, but what made you focus on helping kids to have better, healthier solutions for technology? Yeah, so I was actually involved in another venture. 
uh, the, in this space where I, I helped to start a, another solution for kids um, and really felt passion for it. I had, I had met the, the gentleman who you know, became the, the founder and, and CEO, but we really hit it off and had a lot of simpatico, this shared passion for trying to find a better way to introduce technology to kids mm-hmm. um, and had a great experience there, but kind of got to the point where I felt like there could be a different, a different avenue, a different path and wanted to do something that, you know, where a younger child for sure could be locked down to talk and text only. But I was recognizing through my own children's experience that um, there probably was a need for a more flexible solution you know, where kids could get into safe apps that they need for school or church or healthy hobbies and have a safe internet browsing experience, all the while keeping them protected from pornography, predators, bullies, and and, and keeping them safe, but also preparing them for the future. That was kind of the vision for, uh, for Trumi. So kind of walked away from everything I was, I was working on up to that point and then in 2020, got working on this new venture. Dang. And so what is Trumi? Lay that on us. What is, what is the story there? What is Trumi? And why is it a good solution for kids? So think about the name, first of all. So uh, Trumi, it's got a, an invented spelling to it, but it really comes down to the words, true me. And, uh, and our goal has been to help kids you know, find their true selves, uh, to live a life, an authentic life outside the screen, not just be addicted to screens and on screens all the time. You know, I always say that technology should be a tool and not a tyrant. It shouldn't be the default for how we use our time, kids or adults. Yes. (laughs) Heavens. Yes. Heavens. Yes. (laughs) You know, and, uh, and so we had this vision of, of, giving kids uh, an environment, a safe phone environment that could help them with school and and healthy hobbies and and so on and so forth, but also prepare them for the future and prepare them to be well-balanced, thriving adults, Mm. people that know their true me, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So to do that, we recognized that we needed to create an operating system that didn't exist. And right. so we took Android, which is open source, and mm-hmm. built on top of that uh, in order to create this, this safe but flexible environment in which parents can graduate their kids from one level of responsibility and functionality to the next based on intentional, purposeful decisions mm-hmm. about their, you know, their needs and their, their true maturity level. Um, you know, so we, you know, a parent with Trumi, they have this great parent portal where they, they manage the, their kids' devices remotely. None of the controls are on the phone itself. And uh, they can start a younger kid with a limited talk and text experience and make it relevant and safe for an eight-year-old or make it relevant and safe for a 15-year-old with their expanded needs and maturity. Dang. And so this, this is what you refer to the, the kid smart operating system, kid smart OS, smart OS. Um, it's the brains behind your devices. Um, and so what, how did that come to pass? Because you guys are okay, we got to change something. How can we change it? 
you saw the Android stuff was open source. You're like, okay, we don't have to reinvent the wheel here. We just need to make some tweaks so that people can graduate at their own levels. So they can be safe for kids at an eight-year-old level, make things appropriate as we're getting closer to throwing them to the wolves of college so that they can get, you know, have have their own you know, social media accounts and whatnot. I love it because it promotes learning and growing while still protecting kids from the dangers of social media, of online. Because, I mean, delay is the way. We all know that. And being able to train them for the future is also beneficial. And even with yeah. this wonderful device, even with the wonderful operating system, parents still need to parent. And we still need to have good rules and practices when it comes to kids and their devices. So for, for you, what are some of those good ground rules and best practices when it comes to kids and their devices? So I'm a firm believer that when we kids give kids devices, uh, we should make it clear from the beginning, uh, this is my device as the parent, I'm giving it to you to use, you know, and, and just kind of having that paradigm up front that this is a tool for you uh and i'm giving it to you and i can take it away if necessary you know so just kind of having that groundwork i don't ever hang that over my kids heads but the paradigm right. is there from the start that they realize that you know having a device is a privilege and it comes with trust and responsibility and if that trust is broken the privilege is lost i so, like that. I mean, having a ground rule like that is kind of the very foundation and then in our home, we have other ground rules. You know, we, uh, we keep devices out of bedrooms, especially at night. Mm. You know, the kind of everyone's devices go on the kitchen counter to sleep. <laughs> and and like that. you know, that's where they get charged. And that's kind of the central, the central place. Especially uh, for your teenagers, yeah. it's a good time for mom and dad to look through them phones, parents, because <laughs> it's your hey, phone. Well, I'm actually glad you brought that up because that's another thing that we wanted to do. You know, no one, I, I think all parents, if, if you're giving kids devices, you should be actively involved. Like you said, you're, you're actively parenting. And mm -hmm. that does involve checking in on, on messages to make sure that kids aren't receiving anything that's inappropriate or sending anything that's inappropriate. So, but no one, <laughs> there's no parent or child in the world that likes that moment of, okay, give me your phone. I'm going to look through it now. Everyone hates it. Or I can just do it on my phone remotely to look through it all. Yeah. So that's what we did is we, we built that remote text monitoring experience right into our parent portal. Mm. So in real time, parents can see, you know, all of the devices and the, or excuse me, all the messages and pictures going back and forth on their kids' devices. And my, you know, my kids know that, you know, it's not a, it's not a secret. I don't hide that from them. They know that. And I'm, and I'm not in there every day. I just, you know, once in a while I pop in, right. Everything's cool. I can search for keywords. I can look at conversations with specific people if I want to. And there's, it, it takes the, the, that awkward stress out of, okay, let me see your phone. <laughs> um, yeah, and so our, our customers love that. It's when it's one of the, the the big selling features for Trumi. I would absolutely love that too. I mean, yeah, it can be awkward. Okay, let's see your phone. Let me look through it. It's nice to be able to do that remotely, but it's also nice when you are upfront with your kids from the get go. Okay, this phone has monitoring capabilities, and I will be yep. monitoring it from time to time because it's not your phone. It's mine, and I'm letting you use it. Like, <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, and when I do that, that monitoring, even though I do it remotely, 
uh, if there's ever something that seems a little off to me, I just say, hey, Jenna, come talk to me, uh, you know, for, for a minute. And we just have a, a frank conversation. Uh, you know, I saw this conversation. Tell me what's going on with so-and-so, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's made for a, a cooperative relationship. You know, mm -hmm. we, want, we want this whole relationship between parents and kids and technology to be as smooth and as stress-free as possible. We try and keep the technology from becoming a wedge in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And again, that's done with ground rules and it's done with openness. Yeah, uh, no, 100%. A lot of times, you know, advocates like myself, you know, with Save the Kids, it, the, the message sometimes gets twisted to vilify technology, right? A lot of times people are like, oh, technology is bad, this and that. And it, it is, like you said earlier, it is a tool and it can be used to connect with our kids. Is it fun to play Mario Kart and do video games with your kids from time to time? Yes, it is fun. But when they are on the, the Switch or the Xbox at two o'clock in the morning messaging people we don't even know, then it is no longer a tool and it's, right. it's messing with, with, their, with, their, with you know, their quality of life. Yeah. And, and I, I'm one who tries really hard not to vilify technology, but rather ask the question, what's the right time and place? What's the, what are the, what's the right functionality to pair to align with a child's needs and, and level of maturity? Yep. There are some things that I, I do think we should keep kids away from. You yes. Know? So for example, on Trumi phones, we do not and never will have social media apps, period. Um, <laughs> Round of applause there. Round of applause. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. So many of the, of the dangers out there begin with social media, whether yes. it's bullying, 100%. whether it's grooming and predators, whether it's that stress, anxiety, and depression loop that kids can get into. It starts with social media. So we just say, you know what? save that for when you're 18 and yeah. you know, the, uh, yeah, that, that's just one, one area where we draw the line. We draw right. the line with harmful and, you know, whether it's violent or overly addictive games, we don't do that. Oh, yeah. No, hundred percent. No. Well, and it's interesting. So, so specifically TikTok, <laughs> TikTok, um, I, so I'm a high school counselor and when TikTok first gained popularity in between 2019, 2020, um, there was an individual who died by suicide on a TikTok live. And oh. there is a average of about two or 3000 six-year-olds that watched him shoot himself on a TikTok live because TikTok only cares about your attention. Social media only cares about your attention. It's not, I mean, parents, if you guys so think your kid needs social media. So I know I have some parents are like, but for schools, like if they're doing clubs, sometimes the clubs communicate with Instagram. Cool. You have a smartphone, mom. If they need to use social media, they can use your phone in your presence. They don't have to have it on their own personal device that's with them. And so I love that you guys draw the line right there. That you're like, yeah. some things are not going to come on our phones. It's a learning phone yeah. and you can ha learn healthy tech habits, but we're not going to put things on here. That's going to endanger the children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our, our paradigm was, you know, what are the things that kids really need? And as a school counselor, you get this one, you know, kids are being asked, 
more and more and younger and younger, frankly, to use the digital classroom apps, whether yep. that's Canvas, Canvas or Blackboard or Google Classroom. Yep. You know, so those are those are apps that we've made available in our suite of kids smart apps that have been curated and, and vetted for safety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we think of uh, apps for for uh, music. You know, some parents are you know are just dead against music streaming. And that's great. You can you can say, hey, no music streaming on a Trimmy phone. Some parents are okay to say, hey, we have the Apple Music family plan and the the uh, content protections are turned on, and I'm okay with my child listening to music. They right. have that option if they choose to. Um, it's not a it's not a, a one size fits all. It's completely customizable. I love um, that. And, and that's the thing. A lot of parents, they'll ask the, the, all the questions at what age is X, Y, and Z at what age is X, Y, and Z. I'm like, sorry, I'm not going to do your homework <laughs> for you. Like your kid is, every kid is so uniquely different and some things are going to be appropriate for some kids. You're going to have to work hand in hand with them to yeah. help them learn how to use technology and give them things when it's appropriate. And some parents are like, oh, that's a big hassle. I'm like, you're right. So maybe just don't. <laughs> it's, called, it's, it's called being a parent. I know. You know? <laughs> Sorry to break well, it to and, you. <laughs> and it really is. There is no set age. Um, I, I, really, I really like the notion that we should put it off. It shouldn't just be a default thing of, hey, all the kids, all the other kids have one. So I have to have one too. I don't believe in that. Uh, and, and I don't think it's, uh, you know, a rite of passage at any age. I think it's even within families, it's, it's a conversation and a decision to make around each individual child. You know, I have, for example, one daughter who's 15 going on 25 and she's <laughs> at this level of maturity where, I mean, just the trust factors through the roof. And then I've got other kids that are more kids and have right. different levels of impulse control and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can, I can, you know, set the timing of when they get a device and what that device does based on their specific needs and maturity. And that's, that's really the beauty of it. Yeah. One of those other areas is, is frankly that we added, you know, we didn't just tweak a few things in Android. We built a lot on top of it. One of those things was a safe web browser. Um, you know, cause I don't think kids, younger kids, I don't think should have just this free rate on the internet. Um, but there are, for as much bad as there is on the internet, there's also a lot of good. Right. And as a parent, I can work with my child and find out, hey, what are the sites that, that you want to go to? What are the sites you need for school? What are the sites you need for the club you're in? Whatever those things are. And I can go through those sites and vet them as a parent. Mm-hmm. And add them to a safe list of websites that are then available in my child's browser. Mm-hmm. They can't search. They can't go to any domain they want to. They literally get a, a drop-down list of these are the sites that have been pre-approved and pre-designated by mom or dad. And that's all they can do on that safe browser. It's fantastic. I love that. So you can set aside the specific websites and you can't visit any other website besides these websites. That's correct. So for Ooh. example, if... Uh, if someone texted my child a TikTok link, right? They would hit that TikTok link, and they'd get a little message that says, "Oops, it looks like that site's not available to you." 
you know, and, uh, and, and there's a lot of peace of mind in that. We also use that safe listing technology to natively control who, you know, who my, who the children can, can send and receive messages with phone calls and text messages. That's wonderful. So for a younger kid, you might have five or 10 approved people for a 14 year old. You might have 200 people, right. you know, uh, and the beauty of that is that they get zero, zero spam. So no nasty text messages coming from spam bots and no way for bullies to text them or call them. Uh, it's just, it, it's locked down. If, if you're not on the safe list, you can't talk to my child. For an that. older child, you can turn that off if you choose. Um, you know, for, for my 15 year old, for example, you know, I've just recently turned her to, hey, she can talk and text outside that safe list. But certainly for a younger child, I would always have that safe list turned on. I love that. So parents, if you're looking for another child safe option to help your kid navigate technology when they're begging for a smartphone, true me, just may be a good solution for you. Um, so Bill, moving forward, how can people check out what true me is up to and check you guys out? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. <laughs> Oh, our website is just www.trueme.com, T-R-O-O-M-I. Um, on top of being able to look at our, our products there, we also put a lot of work into creating resources for families. So check out our blog, check us out at uh, Trueme Wireless on both Instagram and Facebook. And we try and create a lot of content that's, you know, to be helpful to parents and Hey, we're all in this together. You know, we are, uh, there's every family in America is working through these questions. And so we've, uh, we've tried to create some resources that uh, uh, could be helpful for your family. Yep. So yeah, go check them out. Um, their website and their Instagram and stuff is all going to be in the podcast description. So you go check them out, give them a follow, see if they could be a good fit for your kids. We love seeing more and more companies that are trying hard to be that kid-friendly solution. And I love Trumi for that. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Save the Kids podcast. If you want to get us into yours, into your school, church, event, whatever it is, give us a DM at Save the Kids Inc. or email Liz at savethekids.org. And we will try our best to make that happen. You guys are all wonderful. Thank you for listening. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug. And we'll see you on the next one.